Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Andrew Grosso, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is U-Turn. Lent is a season when we can respond to Christ's love by turning and returning to God. Join us in this renewal process and become part of God's holy work in the world. 1 John 1 verses 8 and 9 puts it this way, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our reading today comes from Paul's letter to the Romans, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 4th verse. Christ is the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes, concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or Who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart, that is, the word of faith that we proclaim, Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For... Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Here ends the reading. Paul does something quite remarkable here. He takes two passages from the Old Testament, and he reinterprets them in light of what he believes God has done in and through Jesus. The first passage to which Paul refers comes from the book of Leviticus. Paul says, Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. This appears to be a reference to chapter 18 of Leviticus, where God addresses the people of Israel and says, You shall keep my statutes and my ordinances, and by doing so you shall live. The second passage to which Paul refers comes from the book of Deuteronomy. Paul writes, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven or who will descend into the abyss, but what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That appears to be a reference to chapter 30 of Deuteronomy, where God once again addresses the people of Israel and says, Surely this commandment that I am commanding you today is not too hard for you, nor is it too far away. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will go up to heaven for us and get it for us so that we may hear it and observe it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will cross to the other side of the sea for us, and get it for us, so that we may hear it and observe it? No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart for you to observe. Paul takes both of these passages and uses them to make sense of what he believes God has done in and through Jesus. This is what Paul means when he says, Christ is the end of the law. He doesn't mean Christ has abolished the law or Christ has made the law irrelevant. Instead, he means Christ is the goal or the fulfillment of the law and that those who believe in Jesus are, through their faith in him, fulfilling the requirements of the law 
and are declared righteous before God. This is an essential part of Paul's wider argument. His purpose throughout this section of Romans is to demonstrate that both Jews and Gentiles have been saved by Christ. He writes, There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. Now what does all of this mean for us? It means several things. It reminds us that despite whatever differences we may think divide us, we are fundamentally joined to one another through what God has done for us. The misunderstandings and disagreements and enmities that we allow to disrupt our relationships can all be overcome and have been overcome through Christ. Paul's words also remind us that, as remarkable as it may seem, the meaning of the mystery of the human experience has been revealed in Christ. We no longer need to speculate about the meaning or purpose of our lives. It is not hidden in heaven or concealed in darkness, but has been given to us by God in Christ. When we turn from our way of doing things and return to God's way of doing things, we are joined with Christ and are thereby able to become part of God's holy work in the world. Paul's prayer is that his readers would turn their lives towards the great salvation God has given to them in Christ. May this be our prayer as well. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you alone can bring into order the unruly wills and affections of sinners. Grant your people grace to love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the swift and varied changes of the world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.